Welcome to All the Social Ladies, a podcast bringing you candid conversations with the boldest women in digital marketing. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and let's get into the show. True story, I have a slight girl crush on the chief marketing officer of KEDS, Emily Culp. I'm impressed with her brilliance, with her passion around the KEDS brand, and just with her overall positivity. You're going to love her interview today. Take a listen. Welcome, Emily, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I am so excited to have you here, not just because I've admired you for so long, but the brand that you represent and working with Keds, I mean, just, you guys are doing incredible things. You are killing it. Well, we're very fortunate. I have to say we're a 102 year old brand and we have very loyal, amazing global consumers. So it makes the job really, really enjoyable and fun. So let's talk, Emily, about before Keds, perhaps, or maybe even at Keds. I'm looking for the moments in your career that you really feel like defined your career as to where you are today. What were the three big moments in your career, if you had to boil it down, that made you who you are today? That is a great question. I think if I were to sum up the three moments, first would be actually my first job, going back all the way to that. It was one of those pivotal moments for me because um, this sums up who I am as a person, really split between the right and the left brain. I was torn between taking a Merrill Lynch financial analyst training program role or, on the other hand, I had this nondescript digital startup thing that literally had no job description and would be helping clients figure out how to do this new channel that was TBD. And I selected the TBD job. What made you take it? You know, um, I think I've been very fortunate. I grew up with a father who was an entrepreneur and I've always been creating, I tried to get a patent at nine I've always been into innovation and trying new and different things. And the thrill for me was to be part of building something and to really grow and develop. I'm obscenely curious. So to me, if I didn't even have a job description, there felt like a lot of freedom and a lot of upside for growth. Well, that definitely describes part of you and your career. I mean, that really, that's a classic example of who you are. And it sounds like that served you really well. It did. Yeah. So I would say that's one of the defining moments. I think a second one for me was, you know, I spent the first 10 years of my career on the agency side, whether it was digital startup agencies to the more traditional Ogilvy and Mather. And then to me, the defining moment was going from the agency side to the client side. And that is a really big leap in many different ways. But what was really intriguing to me was no longer just consulting and sort of leading behind the scenes, but actually being in charge of the strategy, the metrics, and the consumer, and being able to get the data and optimize programs. So that was another pivotal moment for me. Did you at some point while you were working at an agency think I'm ready to go to the brand side or was it more like it just sort of organically happened, the opportunity presented itself and you felt like it was the right time to take that leap? Great question. It's actually, I was fortunate enough, every single client I worked on from LL Bean to Best Buy, every single one tried to hire me um, into their organization. But I was fortunate enough to have a phenomenal client at Brown Foreman 
who also tried to hire me, but said, Emily, I really think, you know, you should go get your MBA and make a very concerted effort and find the right type of role. Because what I was doing at the time was omni-channel. And that was before cross-channel and omni-channel roles really existed client-side. So her advice to me was to get the master's and to really take my time to find the right organization to get the right role versus being pigeonholed into a very specific type of role. So it took me about a year to find the right role. And I did uh, finally at Estee Lauder on the Clinique brand. Awesome. So I love that piece of advice that you took from somebody who you trusted and really went after that. That's, that's a great example of having somebody on your team that you can really trust. I think it's critical. And then to your point, like the third moment I would say in my career is actually the job I'm in right now. I got this amazing opportunity presented to me was, you know, would you like to come join KEDS and help shape the centennial year for the brand and beyond? And it was a very pivotal moment for the brand and going through a lot of um, modernization with the consumer. And to me, that's what I love to do is dig into the consumer insights, figure out the right omni-channel opportunity and to do it on an iconic American brand seemed like uh, a natural fit. So that would be another moment for me. So you mentioned that your dad was an entrepreneur and in thinking about your career and what I've seen and read about you, you've always been a champion for innovation and risk-taking. And yet you're on the corporate side, right? We're working on the brand side. How do we encourage that sort of entrepreneurial thinking when we're not entrepreneurs? So working at a brand, how can you think like an entrepreneur? I, I mean, I think one of the most important ways to think like an entrepreneur, one is by listening. Listen to your consumer. I mean, our consumers live in a global environment. They are the ones on the cutting edge of trying Snapchat before it's Snapchat or Instagram's latest filter and listening to them and learning from them and experimenting accordingly so we can engage with them. Um, I think it's also really critical to surround yourself with a diverse team. What I mean by that is not only ethnically diverse, but also from a thought leadership perspective. I have a team here yeah. at KEDS and have in other companies where I really ensure that I have people across multiple different industries so we can make sure that we're coming up with the most innovative, not only ideas, but also processes. And as a result, that's where you're going to leapfrog and really drive value, not only for your consumer, but it also drives revenue value, which in the end is the end game for the shareholder. Incredible. Now, I know, you know, when you mentioned thinking like your consumer and really helping you be entrepreneurial in that way, I know that you have always really focused on the consumer and being consumer first. Your consumers mm -hmm. today are constantly multitasking, right? They have all of these brand touch points. And I know you talk a lot about an omni-channel strategy. How do you reach them and capture their attention in this time where they are on many devices at once, doing many different things, and sometimes more distracted than ever. It really goes back to the fact that how we make sure that we're listening to them is by and innovating around them and what have you, because they're multitasking, is thinking like them. The more that we can learn about our consumer, whether it's through consumer segmentation studies. I'm also the CMO who actually goes into on the weekends and even brings my kids to wholesale environments or a mono brand environments mm -hmm. and watches our consumer. 
and watches how she shops. Is she shopping with a group of friends? Is she shopping with her phone and looking at POS or signage in the store? All of that is ways that we can listen and be smarter. And as a result, then we know how to serve up the best way we can to break through to her. So if we start to understand which is true, she's looking at her phone 150 times a day. So we know if we are creating a retail environment for whether it's in our e-commerce site or a wholesale store, how do we break through and how do we tell a bit of the story there, but understanding she may complete the journey on Instagram or she may complete the story on our dot-com site on her phone. So as a result, that's how we think about storytelling in each of the different channels is almost a chapter into a book. And that way we know Mm -hmm. is, you know, if she's going to multitask and go through each chapter, she can read them in sequential order or she can pick and choose and it still makes sense. Is there a social network that you are most excited about for kids right now? Is there something that's really outperforming or doing something really interesting? I love Instagram and I, our consumer loves Instagram. It's highly visual. Um, it's really unbelievable because it breaks down um, language barriers as well because it's such a visual medium. And I think there's still a very healthy level of optimism, which very much reflects um, our brand DNA. So that would be one of our favorite platforms. It's interesting. And in thinking about it, you don't see the same level of negativity on Instagram because it's, I guess, because it's so visual, but you really don't, even with the visuals, it's still a very, it's maintained its positivity, which is just like cats. I love that. Yeah, you know, I think at our core, I think of us as 70 degrees and sunny. You know, we are your happy friends. Totally. You are San Diego. That is who you are right now. 70 degrees and sunny at all times. San Diego cats. I love it. Exactly. So we want to be your friend that you always want to hang out with or that you want to have a coffee with and we'll make you feel great about who you are. And speaking of being my friend, you know, not ju- it's really not just my friend. It's all of our friends. You have long been a champion for women. You guys have been ladies first since 1916. So when you're doing that, there's obviously many generations of kids lovers, right? We're looking at since 1916, over a century of women who have connected with kids. How do you stay relevant to authentically connect with people of different ages who have different interests and different needs and different ways that they talk about brands? I think you bring up a great point. Again, this goes back to, you know, like my first week joining kids a few years ago, um, trying to figure out our centennial messaging. And if you can go with me in this journey, I was handed a box of imagery from one of the gentlemen who oversees international here, Tom Sosberg, who's absolutely brilliant. And it was one of these moments where I started to flip through the imagery and I'm looking at Audrey Hepburn, Catherine Hepburn, Marilyn Monroe, Jackie O, Yoko Ono, et cetera, getting married in our shoes all the way up to baby and dirty dancing. The heritage that we have is absolutely unbelievable. And as a marketer, it's your dream. So My job and my team's job is to think about, you know, that consumer, as you said, we have consumers who are, you know, kids all the way up to grandparents. And what we know about all of them, there's a very common denominator. Our consumer is really passionate. She's very articulate. She has a bit of moxie. There's a whimsy to her, if you will. And she loves our brand and is an advocate for our brand. 
So in my mind, our job is actually easy. It's to ensure that we're connected to her and that we understand her and understand where she spends her time and what she values. And then once we understand that, which we do, that's how we can speak to her on topics that matter. And that's how we have the loyalty and the love that we do. I love it. Okay, Emily, we're heading over to our lightning round. I'm going to ask you three quick questions that are just totally randomly selected from all of my lightning rounds questions. So no pressure, but I'm expecting genius answers from you because I am really obsessed. Here we go. Biggest risk you've taken in your career. Ooh, starting in an unknown industry. Mm, What woman do you admire most on social media? It's two, Danielle and Carly at the skim. Amazing. They are incredible, actually. Okay. One piece of advice you would tell your younger self? The grass is greener where you water it. That's a brilliant piece of advice. The grass is greener where you water it. Emily, tell me where people can find you, follow you, and where where's the best place for them to find Keds on Insta, too? Um, you know, the best place to find Keds, without question, is uh, on Keds.com. I would encourage you to go there. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us anywhere. And you can find me on any social platform as well. And I respond. We're putting it to the test right now. I'm tweeting you in about two seconds. So I'm so excited. Um, Emily, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was great to have you. Thank you so much and take care. That was all the social ladies. Don't miss new episodes every week. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media and author of Work It, Secrets for Success from the Boldest Women in Business. Follow me, at Carrie Kirpin, everywhere. And for more social smarts, be sure to follow Likeable, at Likeable Media. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.